Welcome to the CCF Podcast. We're a campus ministry at Truman State University. This podcast features sermons from our weekly worship services. Thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Ellie Jensen. I am a senior studying to get a business degree with a Spanish minor. Currently, I'm taking a semester off to pause, torque, and to lesson. This is the part where I show you a picture of my beautiful family. Walt, my stepdad, what a man, great facial hair, knowledgeable and one of the most experienced men across the board in like everything. Lori, my mom, a proud Filipino woman with a gorgeous smile and a laugh that can make anyone feel at home. The eldest, the chosen one, Jordan, the most creative individual I've ever been graced to know. And he also happens to be the smartest person I know. Noah, my other older brother, lives in town with his wife, Sarah, and together they are some of the most kind-hearted folk with a passion for loving on people, and they do it well. Then there's me in the lineup. I love to laugh and try new things. A hot take of mine is that I don't think Russell Crowe did as poorly as the critics claim he did in Les Mis. Then there's Ethan, my little brother. I call him Potato. He loves Pokemon and the Great British Baking Show, and he is one sweet, sweet soul. And then, most importantly, uh, the family dog, Toblerone Copperpot, his, we, go, we call him Toby. Um, he's got a beautiful brown chocolatey, it's like a milk chocolate, milk chocolate coat. Um, he's a squirrel hunting dog, uh, sweetest thing. And then my dog, Florence April, I couldn't tell you what kind of dog she is. She's also really pretty, black coat, kind of tiny. We love her. In high school, I had all the things going on. Clubs, sports, friends, church, family, a job. Looking back, I didn't really have super close friends or super close mentors. I really just had so much going on that it felt like because I could walk into a room and a handful of people would know my name, that I was known. And it felt as though I was an integral part of all my extracurriculars, that I must have been loved and that I must be loved. Uh, Transitioning into my freshman year, what did I do? Clubs, sports, friends, church, family, a job. I'd followed my older brother Noah to college, and I'd hung out with him and his friends for about three months, then finally decided I should probably get some of my own friends. That's whack. I actually never did that before. Honestly, so difficult. And I did my best, and I came out with like two friends on the other side and a bunch of acquaintances. But why did I still feel so empty, so alone, so unsure? CCF question mark, you ask? I was a faithful goer of CCF and still am. I literally go to every Sunday and every Wednesday. I guess it was just a habit formed within me growing up in the church that that's just what you did with your Sundays and that's what you do with your Wednesdays. Um, But I'm also, you know, I'm with it. I understand um, what that type of community can do for someone, anyone, Christ following or non-Christ following. And so I knew that I wanted to be part of that community Um, and so I did all that I knew how to do within that community to help ease those feelings of emptiness and loneliness. I was in small groups. I tried accountability like three times. Um, I was a worship leader. I'd stay late and I'd help clean up. Um, I did everything I knew how to do and I was just waiting for that click, that knowing, but it never came. I asked around if the CCF deal felt like this to others and they replied, go on spring break, spring break, spring break. So I did. Um, It was fun. Uh, I did meet a bunch of cool people, but these feelings were still there. 
cue God's mysterious ways. Over the course of the next three years, God began to strip away everything. Friends left Truman, clubs fell apart, my job changed, my brother got married, and family dynamics changed in a way that I felt like I had to distance myself some. Despite all that, I did get myself a boyfriend. Good one, Ellie. For a while, I actually did okay convincing myself that I was known and loved through my interactions. Though, though they'd been less than what they had been, I still convinced myself that they were the evidence that could stand trial and prevail. I then come to a point where my boyfriend at the time and I were at a crossroads. Why were we feeling so empty and so alone? Isn't that what relationships help cease? The emptiness and loneliness? I had tried getting more friends, being met with, you know, oh, too busy, or, you know, just being left on red. We love that. Um, I tried joining multiple clubs and getting turned down. I didn't make it into certain groups. God respectfully told me no. He then said, give me everything. My boyfriend and I broke up. COVID happened. Um, I was here in Kirksville, and my family was distanced emotionally and physically. I felt empty and alone yet again. That's when I got my dog. <laughs> um, God was calling me to pause. My desires to be known and loved were literally instilled in me by him. He was the creator of those feelings. Yet I was so convinced, and sometimes I still convince myself, that some knockoff brand will do it better. I'm the knockoff brand. I thought that I would do it better. Still, I think I will do it better. Why did it take him taking everything away from me for me to get it? And that's just the message received part. I'm still working on the message understood part. God's been calling me to pause and actively work on knowing, and here's the tricky part, believing that I am known and loved by him and that that's enough. I grew up hearing it all the time. I could tell you all the Bible trivia answers you want, but when it comes to believing it, holy Scooby-Doo Batman, what does that even begin to look like? For me, it's a check myself before I wreck myself. Am I doing something Christianly just out of habit, or am I truly doing it to glorify him? Do I run to him first, or are my actions placing him at fifth? It is so tiring. I feel like I am back at square one constantly, learning and relearning and relearning the same things over and over. Like, will I ever freaking get it? Is there even such thing as marking it off in this following Christ deal? No. But there are promises to be forever filled, to be known, to be loved. How do I learn to believe these things? The Bible tells me so. Read that goodness. Read it. God called me and brought me to a pause. I took a semester off to do so. God also calls us to work, so I'm working. God is also probably telling me more, so I'm doing my best to listen. Uh, this semester, I put my pride and ego aside of you know, wanting people to, to pour into me and being so focused on people pouring into me that I finally stopped and was like, you know what, I, I have the leadership skills, I have the the abilities to do so, so I will sign up for a leadership position. Um, I signed up to be an apprentice, and then Mayor was like, stop that nonsense. Be a leader. Be a small group leader. And so I got the opportunity to do so, and wow, God has had such a hand in 
my co-leader and my apprentice and the girls that he brought to that small group and making it such a fruitful place and such a safe space, um, not only for them to grow, but for me to grow and for me to, to realize, you know, a little bit more of what God's voice sounds like to me. I could probably recall back the first couple years of college, God probably calling me to be a small group leader or to step into those leadership positions that he was already providing in a way that, you know, was actually for him. But I, I did not listen. I straight up, <laughs> I straight up heard that guy. And I said, no. So this is me, 180, listening, hearing, understanding, and actually obeying. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, God bless. Go Chiefs.